0: It's Monday, June 10th. Welcome to Market Follery. I'm Chris Hill. Joining me in studio today from Motley Fool One, Jason Moser, and from Motley Fool Hidden Gems, Chief Investment Officer here at the Motley Fool, Andy Cross. Happy Monday, gentlemen. Yo. Hey, Chris. It's a rainy Monday. It is nice. not nice outside.
1: It was a rainy Saturday morning too.
0: Yeah. It was just. Yeah. You
1: got a little muddy, didn't
0: you? I got a little muddy down at the <laughs> yeah, down at Marine Corps Base Quantico. Yeah. Everybody. Uh, at the run amok race got glad quite you muddy. made it
1: back safely and glad i didn't get, get a few, called as one of your emergency exactly contacts.
0: a few scrapes here and there but otherwise a, a very good time it is called run amok chris it right. is yeah so. exactly you got to know if what you didn't have for. a little rain I'd it be would a be a, a little upset. weird if you didn't get all muddy yeah. uh we're going to talk uh, mcdonald's latest sales figures uh apple's developer conference kicks off today we're going to get into that um but let's start with google Last month, uh, we talked about the fact that Facebook was on the verge of buying Waze for $1 billion. Waze is the maps and traffic data service based in Israel. And that, while it wasn't a done deal, it seemed really close to a done deal. Apparently, no, it wasn't a done deal at all because now come reports that Google is going to buy Waze for 1.3 billion. I don't know, Andy. It seems, it seems like it's good to be Google because you can just wait Sit back, see what other people are looking to buy, and then swoop in at the last minute and say, "What are they going to pay? Oh, we'll pay a little bit more."
2: Yeah, and the difference with Google than with Apple is Google's done this a few times recently, actually a lot of times recently. They did it and with YouTube. With YouTube, they've done it with DoubleClick, and they've had some really great success with those acquisitions. Now they have the big one with Motorola out there, the twelve and a half billion that still has yet to play out. Um, Apple doesn't do this. So if I was Waze, I would be like, why am I going to join the Apple ecosystem? They're probably not going to pay me as much. The, the reports were anywhere between like 500 and $750 million or something like that. Go with Google. I mean, Google has everything in place so nicely. If I'm Waze and I'm an investor in Waze, I don't really have the profit and the business model down yet. Pair with Google. They can do it for me. Go for it. It's great. A $1 billion dollars, 100
0: employees. Sounds pretty good to me. And Jason, in the case of Facebook, one of the sticking points apparently was the whole notion of where is Waze going to be based, and Facebook wanted Waze to relocate, reportedly, uh, to the states, and Google said, no, you can, you can stay in Israel for the next three years, that's no problem.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's the nice, the nice thing about Google, is that they get to just kind of make these smaller bets without having to worry about any sort of blowback on whether they really pan out or not. I imagine it's, it's also
0: nice, by the way, when $1.3 billion is, is considered a, a small bet. bet. <laughs> exactly. And I mean,
1: it's, it's you know it, it would be a different story, probably, if they had actually gone through and purchased Groupon for $6 billion, because I'm sure would that's, be criticizing them a little bit differently today, but I, th- I think this is, you know, I like this deal for Google, and, and so when I look at it sort of from a bigger perspective, a bigger picture perspective, I mean, you these companies all do certain things very well, right? Like Google has always been known for Maps. They do a great job with Maps. They've really built that that, that infrastructure, and they have a great product there. So Google does Maps really well. You look at something like Apple, and Apple obviously has redefined the music uh, industry for better or for worse, but, but Apple, I think, does music really well. Uh, so it, it, it has always struck me that, you know, these companies... Companies are are well served by sort of sticking with what they do best. So for Google acquiring Waze, it makes sense, and I think it makes sense for Apple, uh, you know, to introduce a, a, a music streaming service, for example, because I think they do those really well. It's when they try to cross over into each other's territory that you start kind of wondering, is that really worth their time? And like, I I mean, I know Google was pretty excited to introduce their music streaming product. I mean, I, I personally question it. I don't know how compelling it is. I mean, I think that the Apple. Uh, Music streaming product would be a bit more compelling just because it's something that we know they've done so well for so long, and I think it's something that would integrate very seamlessly into their operating system. But yeah, I think this is this is overall a big, a big uh, win. I think for Google,
2: I also love these titans chasing these small fish. I mean, Microsoft was an investor in ways, and apparently, really had no interest in joining the you know bidding war, um, and just decided to profit in the purchase, you know, you have Apple, you have Google, you have Facebook. We're gonna see this time and time and time again, Chris. I think over the next ten years as little companies come up, the big fish want to play with them. They need to kind of get into that space and they add something, Waze adds community driven intelligence to a very good mapping product product on Google It's a, it's really a nice fit. And, you know, you have $50 billion of cash plus on the books. A lot of it overseas. Mm -hmm. This is a nice acquisition given that it's an Israeli company.
1: Yeah. And I, just one more thing on Facebook. Like, I feel Facebook. I, I think we're going to see this time and time again. I, I'm not the biggest bull on Facebook at this point in the game because I think when you look at an Apple and a Google and then a Facebook, Facebook is an entirely different entity. And they sort of strike me as that kid that didn't get picked, you know, to play uh, on the soccer team, or, or he got picked last, maybe. Um, I'm sure we've all probably been there before. But, <laughs> yeah. but Facebook, to me, it's there's nothing really. I don't know exactly what they do so well, other than opening up sort of that social networking medium. And, and you know, we've read a lot about. Uh, Facebook losing its cool factor with kids. I mean, that's something that I think we at least have to acknowledge, especially when you see what what happened to my MySpace in such a short amount of time. Uh, so that's why I kind of look at I, I look at Google and Apple and I place them on a separate uh, pedestal versus something like a Facebook here, and I think we'll see a lot more of that.
0: Well, and when you look at Ways and the the crowdsourcing that they use around their information, at least that portion of it made sense to me for Facebook when you consider how big the Facebook community is. With Google about to make this acquisition, I look into the crystal ball, Andy, and it, this tells me that if you thought the whole driverless car thing for Google was just uh, a, an idea they were toying around with, doesn't this seem like this is as good a confirmation as anything we've seen to this point that Google is absolutely moving in the direction of automobiles? Well, I-
2: it might, Chris. I think what it does definitely tell us is the importance of mapping software and how, how we have become so attuned and so, um, accustomed, if not reliant on like mapping software. And I think just broadening that out beyond just, I'm here, I want to go here, how do I get there? But actually integrating that to all of Google's various, um, applications. And their apps. I think there's some real power there. So, because Google Maps has such a great brand strength, much better certainly than Apple's, and Waze plays right into that, I think that it does justify and does uh, reflect on the importance of mapping software. If that, if that runs over to driverless cars, and you, hell, it might, you never know.
1: I got a great idea for a movie. It could be the story of Rand McNally. You know, they were once on top of the world and then just this slow sort of the map company, wreck of like <laughs> just fades completely into obscurity. <laughs> it sounds like a
0: downer of a movie. I could be pretty excited. Well,
2: it's also like Fromers, too. Google bought Fromers and had and yeah. I think, ended up
0: selling it. Yeah. Shares of McDonald's, speaking of Fromers, uh, shares of McDonald's up this morning. Same store sales in May rose 2.6%. Uh, you look at the challenges McDonald's has had. I don't want to call them struggles, but certainly the challenges. This yeah. seemed like some pretty good numbers. Shares of McDonald's up this morning in the wake of this news. It seemed like a pretty strong month.
1: Yeah, I mean it was a strong month, and I think McDonald's is uh, they're doing what they need to do to try to boost their sales. It's this. It's this big it's the battle between value and quality right and, and mcdonald's is always going to be about value it's just never going to be about quality and, and i think that's fine uh but i do think it limits really what they're going to be able to do as far as growing uh at least quickly in in the coming years I mean, it'll be it'll be a good income investment style play i think it'll always be able to support a nice dividend but just to just sort of compare them in mean, mcdonald's uh their food costs are about twenty two percent of sales you look at something like a Chipotle, and that's 32 to 33% of sales, even more. And, and the difference, obviously, is Chipotle and, and the like are very focused on the quality uh, versus McDonald's, which is very focused on the value. And so I think, I, I, I do still believe that, that in the United States, at least, I think that McDonald's and, and fast food restaurants like that are facing some serious headwinds just in the eating better movement. Um, I think there are more options than ever out there. And, and I think that's great for consumers. I think that when you see something like a McDonald's, they're going to continue to try to introduce these new, at least perceptually healthier options like their egg white delight or whatever sandwich that is that they have. Mm-hmm. Yeah, along with other moves like opening up breakfast to, to midnight uh a la Taco Bell's fourth meal. Uh so uh, you know it, it's, it's one of those one things thing it's, we need in I, America I, it's I, a I, don't, meal. I don't look at a McDonald's today and think it's wow, it's a compelling investment. I think it's okay if you're sixty and looking for a pretty reliable dividend stock. Uh, But I think if you're looking to grow your wealth, I think for younger investors particularly, I I would be looking towards these smaller concepts that are catering more to the youth of America today.
2: Yeah, I'll second that. I mean, McDonald's is a $100 billion company. They generate $7 $7 billion of operating cash flow. Half of that goes to their dividend. Half of it goes to CapEx. Um, f- some other for share buybacks. I mean, this is a this is an inflation growth GDP growth kind of business around the world. Um, you know, shares are at seventeen times earnings. That's a six percent cash yield. If you invert that, uh, I think it's it's an it's an okay investment. But in that space, I think companies like Chipotle, Panera, Buffalo Wild Wings are much better positioned. Even though the stocks uh, look a little bit more expensive on an earnings basis, the ability for them to um, uh, grow, um, open up new concepts like Chipotle's uh, shop house, um, and even to Jason's point, you know, strategically raise prices when they have to. We've talked about Buffalo Wild Wings yep. and their pricing um, strategies. I think Chipotle has a little bit of that. So um, I think McDonald's, as as Jason said, the value play—you go there for for cheap food. You want to be able to 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 eat, you know, less than five dollars and get some decent food. I think their strategy for <clears throat> Uh, invigorating the menu. I applaud that. Um, I, I just, I don't get excited by the stock though.
1: I think his point about pricing power is spot on. And I think when you look at it just from a simple example, well, when you go to Chipotle, I, I just go and tell me just by buying dinner there, did they raise prices? I mean, I, you, you, unless you're really, really looking right. out for it, you probably won't notice it because they raised maybe a quarter, maybe 40 cents, whatever. But if you go to McDonald's and you buy something from the dollar menu and it costs you a dollar ten, well, it's obviously raised prices because it's a dollar menu, right? Well, and to your so point about, the, about value,
0: value right? so much of the identity, so much of the marketing behind McDonald's is around that pricing, yep. is around the dollar yep. uh, meal yeah
2: and the payout ratio, which is the amount of dollars they pay out in dividends versus the amount they earn is fifty percent. I think that's probably a little bit on the high side yeah, for like a stock dumb. like McDonald's. I think you really want to get those companies when they sell in the thirty to forty percent range and and the earnings uh, yield is a little bit higher. So I think McDonald's is it's a fine company. i I think what they're doing, their strategy is is somewhat impressive. I just don't get excited by the stock.
0: Uh, before our final story and sticking with food for the moment, we had talked a few weeks back about uh, Kit Kat uh, and, and just the whole notion that uh, here in America, you just get the tried and true Kit Kat brand, uh, which I'm a big fan of. But then uh, we had learned that overseas there are things like green tea, Kit Kats, <laughs> which I just uh, as someone who does not drink green tea, I just thought, well, that sounds horrible. <laughs> um, uh, thankfully. Uh, I got a package recently from one of our uh, dozens of listeners, uh, Steve Wilson, who is also a member of our stock advisor service and our rule breaker service. Um, and he included a very nice note uh, with the package. My girlfriend and I swung by Japan and picked up multiple flavors of Kit Kats. By the way, I love that That's image. Awesome. Yeah, we were just, you know, we were, we were sort of in that hemisphere and <laughs> we just figured we'd swing by Japan. Um, uh, picked up multiple flavors of Kit Kats for your tasting pleasure. Let us know which flavor is your favorite. And be sure to let Matt singer try some, too, as he's the one who gave me the mailing address full on from Steve Wilson. So thank you very much. Steve was also, when we when we got uh, packages of Tang uh, sent uh, to us, from around, yeah. he was one of the people who sent in Tang. Great. Um you, And, and so this much. wonderful box of green tea Kit Kats, also... Uh, like a blueberry cheesecake a straw all different kinds and um Matt Argus Singer is is out this yeah, week. Yeah, So, so Maddie's Maddie's Mad, I don't Brave think Matt, the... I don't think Matt's going to be having any of these. But um, I've already I've already shared some samples with my kids, who gave me big thumbs up and and frankly that that just that's a win yeah. for me as a dad. Yeah, which I think you guys can appreciate. Oh, it's a no
2: brainer. It is interesting, just on that point, Chris, is that um, you know investors shouldn't be too wedded to what's happening here in America. Because, Absolutely. As we mentioned, Tang, um, Kit Kat's another example of these large companies like Nestle. There's a lot of innovation going on around the world. And, uh, you know, investors have to pay attention to that as well.
0: Yeah, yeah, and for all the fun we had with Tang, what turned Tang into a billion-dollar brand, and that's why we talked about him in the first place, was that expansion yep. overseas and and taking advantage of local flavors around the world.
1: And something we, I guess, neglected really to say about McDonald's uh, here today, but we talk about it a lot, is that they generate the majority of their sales from outside of the United yep. States. And in many places, uh, it's it's construed or seen as more of a kind of a luxury sort of – uh, brand, believe it or not. I mean, I know that when we were in Egypt, I mean, McDonald's was pretty high cotton over there. So it's it's, uh, it's much bigger than just uh, just the United States,
2: that's for sure. These
0: are probably healthier, too. If The green tea, I'm hoping the green tea makes <laughs> exactly. them healthier. Good antioxidants. Um, today, Apple kicks off its Worldwide Developer Conference. Um, and there are all sorts of reports out there about... What is expected to be coming this week? It's a week-long event uh, versus uh, what is rumored to be, but what may not be expected. I think it's reasonable that people are expecting things like um, a new operating system, iOS seven, uh, an updated MacBook Air, and uh, in the wake of the agreements that were signed last week with the, with some of the major uh, major music publishers, iRadio. That whole notion. Um, I think people who are expecting uh, an iWatch or the long rumored Apple TV they're they're probably going to be disappointed but given that the conference is just kicking off what do you think is going to uh move the needle for Apple, not just the stock, but, but in terms of opportunities for the business. Obviously, a thing like a, a new and improved and updated MacBook Air, there are people who are going to be excited about that, but I don't know that that necessarily brings a massive new revenue stream.
1: I don't think it does either, and I think they're really stuck in that sort of replacement cycle blues where they've they've got their major products out there, and now the new iterations are just not as not as wow. They don't have that, that much of a wow factor because it's, it's hard to see how you really improve on them. Um, I mean, the two things that I'm looking for, I know we probably won't see anything in regard to TV, but I, I continue to believe that how they figure out how to infiltrate the living room is going to be their biggest next opportunity. And, you know, just speaking from the perspective of having a little Apple TV, TV device at home, if they can do something to build on that, I, I would be very excited to see. The thing that I, I, a little bit sketchy on here is I mean I know they've talked about sort of a new software uh, design a new interface design with yoni ive uh, i I think they need to be careful with that because what they've done to date they they built this this OS system that it's so simple and easy to use and understandable. I mean, if they do something to sort of steer away from that to a, to a different design just because they can, I mean, they risk sort of alienating the people who have loved Apple for all of those reasons to begin with. Kind of, kind of an a la Microsoft Windows 8. You know, I mean, I think a lot of people looked at 8 and thought, man, there's this tremendous learning curve. We're trying to figure out how to get around that, that operating system again. So, I mean, I just hope it's not something that, uh, makes us all have to kind of step back and relearn, you know, their operating system, so to speak.
2: It's funny. Speaking of wow, I noticed Pandora is down thirty-eight cents, two and a half percent today. I and the stock has pulled back, but it's just yeah. with the news coming out about Apple. Like two years ago, <laughs> I feel like that would have just crushed the stock of someone like Pandora, and so you do start to wonder, you know, has a- Apple has just had they lost some of that momentum, and and what's going to happen from this? Developers Conference, and will the news coming out of this be exciting enough to get investors at least really jazzed about owning this stock that is extraordinarily cheap on an earnings basis, but really not growing? There's... There's some uncertainty about where they play in the cell phone, in the mobile market. Do Mm -hmm. they go lower? How does that affect margins? How do they compete with Samsung around the world? So you do feel that um, investors just don't feel scared necessarily by the likes of Apple anymore when you have Google, Facebook, Microsoft doing quite well now. And other, uh, as we talked about, I talked about the the small fish out there competing against the likes of, of Apple.
0: When you think about uh, the devices versus the ecosystem, and we've talked before about just how a lot of people, that's easy to overlook just the whole notion of the switching costs of if you're going to switch from your iPhone to an Android-based phone or something like that, you kind of have to think a little bit because if you've got all of your music, or podcasts, or whatever, wrapped up in iTunes, and then what is the switching cost there? It seems like this whole notion of iRadio is just a further, uh, it's an attempt to further deepen that ecosystem. And maybe that's something that doesn't necessarily show up in terms of significant revenue, but maybe from a retention standpoint, it just makes it much, much harder uh, for people to switch away from Apple. And, and I, I don't know, maybe it's the sort of thing that pays dividends down the line as opposed to sales up front.
2: Well, I think there's some truth to that. To Jason's point earlier about Apple really having such great market share and a really good, strong brand in music. They were the inventors of that, of iTunes, really just transformed that space. There is a lot of brand equity that, that users like myself or, or other, um, Apple users who are tied into that ecosystem, Chris. You know, they're like, "Hey, this is great. Now it just further strengthens my relationship with Apple. I trust their brand in iTunes. I naturally would trust their brand in streaming, where, you know, I don't know if I Spotify just they don't have the other, even Pandora necessarily doesn't really have the the cachet. So that is one thing going in Apple's favor. Yeah,
1: it's not a big money maker. I think I've seen the the digital music market is somewhere in the neighborhood of six billion dollars. Yeah. It's just it's a drop in the bucket compared to what my, uh, you know Apple generates on a quarterly basis. But I mean, I think that you're exactly right. It's something that deepens that relationship. It gives people a reason to stay in that environment, so to speak. So you're gonna you're gonna buy you're gonna upgrade from the iPhone four to the iPhone six, or you know from the iPad three to the iPad five, or you're gonna get that Apple TV device. It's gonna keep you in that in that ecosystem longer term, and, and I think there's a lot to that.
2: Yeah. And let's, uh, exactly. There's a lot to that. I mean, you can even make that jump that one of the reasons Google made this acquisition of Waze is because it does strengthen their ecosystem and does for Waze users. And as more and more people use Google Maps and Waze software, they, it strengthens their relationship with the, um, with the Google platform. And really having that strength in the relationship allows Google to continue to um, have their booming and um, growing ad business.
0: If either Google or Apple w- wants to buy a financial podcast, uh, you know, drop us an email radio at fool.com. Because it, when I just see the figures being thrown around, it's like oh, not that we c- not that we'd command one point three billion, but you know, we can add a yeah. little bit to it. Shave well. a f- shave a few zeros off that. Well, you know, but, but not too many zeros. At not too end, many, at many. At the end <laughs> of the day, Chris, we add value. There's, there's a lot go. of brand equity in this show. Chris. <laughs> there you go. On that note, Andy Cross, Jason Moser, guys, thanks for being here. As always, people on the program may have interest in the stocks they talk about, and The Motley Fool may have formal recommendations for or against. So don't buy or sell stocks based solely on what you hear. That's it for this edition of Market Forward. Our producer is Matt Greer. I'm Chris Hill. Thanks for listening. We'll see you tomorrow.